snowflake Nazis. Doesn't take much to offend them, and if you do, they stand ready to crush you and bring you to financial ruin. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and some Patriot friends. Together, we're going to examine the liberal left and their efforts to defund the political right. It's not just the police they want to bankrupt, but anyone who dares to think with a critical mind. You've heard of the soup Nazi. Well, these are the snowflake Nazis. And if you run afoul of them, it's no coin for you. All right, welcome Patriots. We're back from our week off because we had snow that blanketed our area last week, six inches of it, and prevented a lot of our guests from coming to the studio. So we're glad to be back. And it's interesting, we had snow last week, and this week we're talking about snowflake Nazis. No coin for you, that's what I call them. So anyway, we have some guests here I want to introduce. We have Pastor Jason Bender. Say hello, Pastor, from the Patriot Church. Thank you for joining us, Patriots. Shout out. All right. We have Alec Rooney, who's our news editor, Christian Action Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the to the show. Michael Moyer, our producer. Welcome back. And we have David Carroll in Columbus, Ohio, who is an attorney, and he is the chairman of the board for Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this program. Say hello, David. Hello, Patriots. Glad to have you. All right, everybody's back. Everybody's refreshed. Everybody's uh, having a good time today. And what we're going to talk about is uh, the effort of the liberal left to try to defund the political right through a lot of different strategies that's going on out there. And I don't think a lot of people know how deep this effort runs and and trying to make sure that political groups on the conservative side, religious conservative side, do not have any money to operate. And we saw a little picture of it that made some national news last week when a couple of banks that uh, pillow guy Mike Lindell has an accounts with closed both of his accounts. And we also saw that DirecTV decided not to renew the annual contract for the One America News Network. And uh, the explanation given to these parties uh, is kind of vague. Uh, Mike Lindell says that he was denied service at two banks because uh, they were afraid of the FBI and that they perhaps uh, were, he was a reputational risk to these particular banks. And so they kicked him out. Um, Now at Christian Action Network, we have been experiencing this problem for quite some time. Uh, So uh, just so people know that over the last several years uh we have been denied service by discover card so you cannot make a donation to christian action network through a discover card uh with no explanation they just simply said that we will no longer allow your people to donate to your organization using our card we have also been denied credit card services from global payment systems which is a credit card merchant company so if you were trying to make a donation to us through that particular merchant you wouldn't be able to donate through an american express a visa card a mastercard or a discover card uh just recently late last year uh, a bank that we have been dealing with for 20 years bbnt notified us that we had to take our account out of their bank and uh, they said well, we don't have to tell you why we want you out. Therefore, we're not going to tell you why we want you out. 
Um, so, but come, you know, get your money and get out of our bank. I wonder if uh, they can just say that to their black customers too. Oh, uh, of course not. Of course not. We had an insurance company for uh, our office that uh, canceled us and said, uh, we will no longer insure your uh, organization. Uh, QuickBooks, QuickBooks sent us a letter saying that we can no longer use them to process credit cards. So we've been hit several times over with efforts to defund us, uh, and we're not that big. Yeah, didn't uh, PayPal and... Well, PayPal was a different story. Uh, uh, we cannot use PayPal, but for entirely different reasons, what happened with PayPal is uh, some foreigners got a hold of our donation platform on our website and decided to test out some stolen credit cards with our uh, website. Mm -hmm. So they were making a bunch of $1, $5 donations to our organization just to see if the credit cards would were good. And if they were good, they would then sell those credit cards to the black market. So uh, we had saw uh, just repeatedly these $5 gifts coming in over the past week, adding up to, uh, you know, a couple thousand dollars or, or more, I think, if I recall correctly. And we notified PayPal that we thought that uh, these donations were suspicious and they should check it out because we had not experienced these type of donations coming in before. They did some research and said, oh, yes, yeah, so there's a group in, I, I don't know, Germany or someplace that uh, is using your website to test out stolen credit cards, which once they're approved by your website, they then sell those things. The problem with PayPal is they wanted us to pay back all the money that they ripped off from us. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have. It's, it's punishing the innocent. Yeah, exactly. So they, they wanted all those, they wanted all those donations. Yeah. And I think uh, if I recall correctly, it was something like uh, $12,000 got run through the donation platform of our website. And we had about $8,000 in savings in PayPal and PayPal took all $8,000 of it and applied Ouch. it to that 12,000. And then they want us to pay the extra $4,000. We said, we're not doing that. We notified you guys of the suspicious activity. Yeah. We didn't do this crime. <laughs> we're not the ones that ran those credit cards through. Go after the people who did it. Their security system should be taking the hit. Well, you know, you would think so. So they said, well, if you don't uh, pay us the additional $4,000, then you can no longer use PayPal in any means. So we can't use PayPal for that reason. Although PayPal has been one of the uh, more active credit card companies that have been denying services to conservative groups. So what we have here is definitely a direct attack that's been going on for quite some time now to go after conservative groups. Uh, I'm assuming now it would be Trump supporter type groups uh, and uh, religious groups that have a bent that they do not like in order to deny them any type of service uh, for their particular product. Uh, you know, uh, we also saw last year that uh, Bed Bath & Beyond decided that they would no longer carry Mike Lindell's MyPillow in their stores. And so basically what they're telling people is that even if you want this product, because we do not like the views of the person making the product, we're going to deny you the right to even buy that product in our stores. And this is just kind of like crazy to me. And it's, I think it's a very dangerous uh, thing that's been going on. And the question is, is uh, you know, what do we do about it? And how do you stop it? And I think that's a very difficult question, both uh, 
perhaps in a general public conscious point of view, and it's certainly a much more difficult question from a legal standpoint, uh, because for a public conscious point of view, people have to be aware of this problem. They got to know it's actually much deeper than just uh, Mike Lindell getting kicked out of a couple of banks or one American news network getting kicked off of direct TV. They got to know this thing is very widespread. It's been going on for years. And if the public's not aware of it, there's not going to be a lot of anger about it. But look, you know, we have a lot of very faithful, dedicated supporters at Christian Action Network. And I know that what they're trying to do is punish me, our organization, and saying we're going to deny you funds. But really, they're pointing their finger at the actual donor themselves and saying, we are going to deny you the right to donate to a group that supports your particular religious or political beliefs. And they don't seem to care about that. And I think it's just simply outrageous. Yeah, right. They're cutting off us from being able to have the funds to do the uh, missions that we set out to do. But they're they're cutting off uh, all the people who want to also achieve those same goals from being able to make any kind of donation or any kind of uh, contribution to a, a company that would actually help aid or accomplish some of those things that they're setting out to do. And that's, uh, I just can't even believe that we live in an America where they allow that to happen. Well, and that's why I like to call these people snowflake Nazis after uh, the Seinfeld, you know, soup Nazi. Because <laughs> no soup for you, they basically, they've twisted into now no coin for you. If we don't like your political statement, we're going to deny you the right not only to make money, but we're going to deny the right of people who want to give you that money the chance and the ability to give you that money for the service or product that you're now offering them. They're doing this, uh, you'll never work in this town again kind of treatment to people. And I kind of, rather than thinking of it as the, the coin Nazis, I think of them as like the 10th graders who are saying, like, we're going to make sure you don't have any friends in the class anymore. Right. And you they, can't, you can't they go sit around at the cool behind table. your back. This is how the Chinese government operates. They go around behind your back if you're not if you do something to displease them, and suddenly you realize your nephew can't get a job. You realize that you can't buy a car. You can't get a loan to buy a car. You can't get a certain apartment. Suddenly, you and everyone around you starts having all this bad luck, and it's because it's happening. It's all being imposed on you by these sort of hidden forces behind your back. Yeah, just like, just like you're a teenager back in high school. And that's why this this conversation is so important because, like you brought to light, Marty, you know, we're, we're looking at Mike Lindell, we're looking at organizations, but what happens when BB&T looks at someone who's looking to bank with them, they look on their Facebook page and they see, okay, this person was there on January 6th, this person's a conservative, this person represents and supports Trump and, you know, and, and conservative values. So it is very troubling for the average Joe, for the consumer. And I have a question for David. David, is this legal? Can, can companies just say, you know what, we're going to cut you off or, you know, is there discrimination here? Are there grounds for a uh, suit here? Well, it's a complicated question. There's a difference between private businesses and the government. A private business cannot discriminate on the if it's a place of public accommodation, it cannot discriminate on the basis of race, creed, color, sex, or national origin. Uh, the banks are places of public accommodation; they cannot discriminate on the grounds of of religion. But 
they can discriminate on the grounds of political preference or political view. There's nothing in the statute that prohibits a private entity from from discriminating on the basis of politics. A government couldn't do it, but a private business could do it. And again, it, it gets complicated because a place of public accommodation means that there has to be a bricks and mortar place that people can walk into. A bank is a place of public accommodation, but I'm not so sure that that uh, PayPal is because there's no place you can walk in and and talk to them or that the public is invited in. So the situation is really very complicated. Well, let me ask you this, David, because you raised an interesting point here. So you're saying uh, PayPal or perhaps Discover Card, MasterCard, all these places that do not operate out of a brick and mortar building have much more lenience in who they can discriminate against. So are you saying that uh, Discover Card could say, if they wanted to, they haven't, I want to make sure that's clear, but they could if they wanted, say, well, you're black, we're not going to allow you a Discover Card. And because they're not in a brick and mortar building, uh, they can get by with that because the uh, 1964 Civil Rights Act doesn't talk about non-brick and mortar businesses. Well... Uh, you, you may be right. I mean, when things like that are challenged in court in litigation, it's always good to have your best possible case forward if you want to win the case. And if you were bringing a case against Discover for discriminating against minorities on the basis of race, I think that a court would have a tough time finding that uh, that it's not a place of public accommodation. It would be a lot easier for a court to do it for an unpopular cause like uh, like religion than it would for race. So it's kind of whichever is the first case that gets there is the one that's going to uh, run the day. Well, let's say the bank discriminates against them because they're members of Black Lives Matter and not just because they're black. Well, that's a good what do you suppose would happen then? Well, that's kind of a mixture of a discrimination on the basis of race and discrimination on the basis of politics. If a, the bank can persuade the court that they are discriminating on merely on the basis of politics and not on the basis of race, the bank probably wins. But since Black Lives Matter is, is a mixed race and politics, I don't think the bank has a great chance of winning that one. Okay. And couldn't you say that your creed is your politics? Or does creed specifically in the law refer to religion? Creed is religion. Okay. Never mind. I just found it amazing that uh, that the, you know, it, it seems to me like we're basically breeding Nazis here. We are going from a spot where uh, tolerance was the idea to now it's being shunned based on just their idea of tolerance, which is, a, is backwards from what it what it really is, they 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 are intolerant of intolerance, right. which <laughs> makes no sense to me. Uh, but the fact that the company doesn't itself see that being intolerant of people is actually a bad look for the company is showing you what direction America is heading in. Right. And it's a scary direction. Right. But here's the thing. Those people that want to support those organizations, they're going to be just as intolerant as the company. So they're going to be flocking to those companies. But this raises, I believe, a, a good question because all of the examples that we mentioned, it's all 
canceling conservatives, right? Correct. Uh, in your findings, did we find any uh, cancelizations I, against I liberals? did not. And I went through, you know, nowadays, uh, uh, Alec and I talked about this earlier. You try to do a Google search on anything. Nowadays, it's so slanted toward liberalism. It's very diff difficult to uh, uh, research anymore on and Google. Endless stories of how intolerant yeah. but, conservatives uh, are. All the cases I came up with were directed against conservatives or religious type people, and I could not find a single liberal person or organization out there that has been canceled through credit card companies or through banks, only conservatives. I'm gonna to read to you for a second here uh, what the policy of Visa and MasterCard are regarding canceling out organizations because of their political views. So here's what Visa says. This should be interesting. They will not, believe it or not, they will not restrict transactions that are legal and involve free speech or lawful expression of views, even if we may find that organization or its position to be offensive. So Visa says they're not gonna do it. Here's what MasterCard says. We are shutting down the use of our cards on sites where we, where we believe incite violence. So they're not quite as clear. They're basically saying, well, if we believe that you are committing violence, then we're going to shut down those sites that are receiving uh, credit card donations through MasterCard. So now I'm gonna segue here because there's a group that has been going after us. We know who it is. It's called Color of Change. They're out of Oakland, California. And what they do is they go through the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate list and they find whoever's on that. And then they try to get the major credit card companies to stop allowing them to take donations. And so if we look at uh, uh, the Visa policy and the MasterCard policy, that is basically they're saying, well, we're not gonna shut down credit card services to these groups unless they are committing illegal activity or we suspect them of committing violence. So originally when Color of Change came after us and we learned about this because I got a call from Buzzfeed, a reporter from Buzzfeed and said, did you know that Color of Change is going after credit card companies to have them debank you? And I said, no, I did not know that. Thank you for the call. And Sure enough, about three or four months later, that's when we started running into problems with with QuickBooks, Global Payment Systems, and through Discover Card. So we know that they're very effective. Can we find out what bank Color of Change uses? <laughs> very interesting. Now, Color of Change, what they did is they had a website. It's called bloodmoney.org. It's still up there, so if you want to Google it, it's called bloodmoney.org. And this purpose of that site is to gather citizen petitions to send off to credit card companies to start denying services to what they call our hate groups. Yep. Now, originally, when they first launched this site, they had Christian Action Network's name on the site. Let me read to you how they described our organization. Christian Action Network is an anti-Islamic group that defames and spreads libel about Muslim leaders. The group provokes public fear, hatred, and anger against Muslims while simultaneously, now get this, while simultaneously encouraging vigilantism and violence against them. So Color of Change had on their website that CAN is encouraging violence against Muslims, which they could not prove. They said that we have defamed people, which they did not, could not prove. 
Uh, David Carroll, who's uh, joining us today, and people have already heard from him, sent a letter off the color of change and said, remove that from your website or we will sue you for defamation. And they complied and took it off the website. However, having taken it off the website, that does not guarantee they're not telling banks and credit card companies this behind closed doors. And there's, and it's very likely that they are spreading this information that we are a violent group. And that's why we are so targeted right now from all of these services denying us uh, uh, banking uh, 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 services in their platforms. So, uh, you know, one of the ways we can figure that out is probably bring a lawsuit against BNT and uh, claim that they kicked us out of the bank for religious reasons do depositions to find out what emails have been transferred back and forth between them, Southern Poverty Law Center, Color of Change, and see exactly how they are describing us to these credit card companies and to these banks. And maybe we have a way, at least for our organization, to seek some justice here because we are a religious organization. We are covered by the Civil Rights Act of 1964. They cannot discriminate based on our religious beliefs. Uh, but people like Mike Lindell, they don't have that ability. They can't claim that they, he's being discriminated based on religious beliefs. So even if we're able to solve it, there's going to be a lot of conservative groups out there that are going to run into this problem. And I think we probably need a better solution than just uh, a victory for Christian Action Network. And hopefully we would get it, but you never know in the courts nowadays. The actual Civil Rights Act of 1964 outlaws discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, national origin, sexual orientation, and gender identity. And I'm wondering, why not include political orientation into that mixture? I mean, if I can't, and nobody can, discriminate against someone because of their sexual orientation, why is that more important than someone's political orientation? I mean, if you're having sex, hopefully, or logically, it's not something that you're carrying around with you 24 hours a day engaged in a sexual activity, but you probably are carrying your political orientation around with you 24 hours a day. Uh, why is that not a protected class? And uh, so what, is, what do people think? Is there a, a problem with that? Could that come back and haunt us if we were to lobby for political orientation to be added to the Civil Rights Act? I just want to say that I thought th that uh, that part would have been obvious from the beginning that uh, you couldn't discriminate based on your political orientation. I mean, what what purpose is there to a freedom of speech if you can't go against what who's in charge at the moment? Exactly. I think it's almost implied that yeah, the political implied. beliefs would be part of your rights. Absolutely. And it's almost like those organizations found a loophole, right? They're looking at right. some of these laws and legalities that we're looking at, and they're saying, you know what? Polit you know, politics isn't in there, so we can go ahead and discriminate all we want against the other side, you know, who, who's conservative. Right. So if someone comes up and says, well, uh, I support gay marriage and you're not going to do business with me because of my support of gay marriage, that person could probably make a claim that you're discriminating against me because of my sexual orientation. But if I go in and say I'm against gay marriage and that's a political orientation, then that person can discriminate against me. So there's something not right about that law and something I think that should be changed, it needs to be changed, it needs to be amended. And I think political orientation needs to be added to it. 
Um, well, David, I'm curious about your point of view on that at, from a legal uh, perspective. I think it is sad that we've come to that that situation in this country. Uh, it probably boils down to education. When you and I were growing up, Martin, uh, there's no question that there was a custom, uh, you could call it in the country, or a even a political morality that favored freedom of speech, even even for non-governmental entities, um, people wouldn't discriminate against you based upon your your uh, political beliefs. Today, the, they they you, you hear a, a lot of people on the left talking about I won't be friends with that person that voted for Trump anymore, or or things like that, which is really really sad and really it's against what we grew up as having the American experience. But having said that. I see no reason why we shouldn't push for an amendment to the Civil Rights Act to uh, include political orientation. Well, look at Chick-fil-A, right? I mean, I got three cases right here where they've been denied a permit to operate in San Antonio International Airport, uh, denied the right to uh, operate in Castro Valley uh, Municipality. Hard of a hard time saying that one. (laughs) And uh, they cannot operate in Denver International Airport. And not because its employees are uh, homophobic, but because of the political views of the actual owner of the business. And he's being denied a right to help himself and those employees make a living because of his political orientation. And how are they not allowed in the airports? Was the people complain to the airport boards or something? Uh, they had to apply to, in order to open a store in the airport and okay. some of these places. And uh, I guess the airport, uh, whoever they are, right. uh, voted against them. So they them. couldn't get in. They weren't. It wasn't that they were kicked out. Right. They weren't right. kicked they, out. I'm they trying to see how we would open up the store. I'm just yeah. trying to set up how we can get CNN kicked out of all these airports. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only place where they've got a captive audience. Oh, it's that's a lot of travelers being denied waffle fries. That's just not right. Yeah. Chick-fil-A doesn't care, though. They're, every restaurant you see of theirs has lines around the block. Yeah, but, you know, it's the principle of the matter. And is, even though is, they're big enough to be able to withstand that type of discrimination. A lot of, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are not. Yeah. And uh, to let it slide, which is what's happening, because, well, those people can afford to be abused and still make money. Uh, it's basically, a, I think, a political disgrace for the American people to accept it because a lot of people in America we want to be able to start their own business and be able to provide services to individuals out there that you know in a business that they love are not going to be allowed to do it because of their political view and well by the time they do it it's like well it's been going on quite some time we've done it to Chick-fil-a we've done it to Mike Lindell of the pillow guy you know it's hey it's too late to change it now yeah, well, they don't like actually people, uh, citizens being able to make their own businesses. Now it seems like they're doing everything they they can to prevent that from happening. They, they don't wanna... like the success either. Yeah, Chick Fil A yeah. is hugely successful. Mike Lindell is hugely successful with his pillows. Yeah, and, they, so and they're big targets. And you and you, if you disagree with them, they are definitely not going to uh, give you a helping hand or or support you in any way. It does. It, it seems to me like they are trying to get. More and more under their control. I mean, how many businesses have gone out of out of business over COVID? And it seems like any number of things the government could have done would have saved the businesses, would have saved uh, the market for these businesses. And yet 
nothing, nothing. And, and, but, but the people that support them and the people that, uh, that, that they agree with, like Amazon and whatnot, they've just gotten richer, you know? And it's just been easier for them. I mean, regulations have been pushed back to in, in order for them to operate more smoothly. But anybody else, no. It's like a religion. It's sort of like a big religion. I'm not whether, sure whether it's more a religion or a mental illness. I was just thinking of how COVID is like a religion, too. It's, it's got its sacraments, and it's got its official badges that you wear, and you're supposed to hate the unbeliever, and you're supposed to hate the unvaccinated. <laughs> um, and it's got its prophets and its priests. And I want to throw this out at the pastor. So Revelations 13, 16, 17, you know what it is. It's uh, how you will not be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast, right? And we're seeing some footsteps leading toward that every day. I mean, you wake up, there's something else in the news about unless you get the vaccine, unless you uh, uh, subscribe to these particular political viewpoints, you're not going to be able to buy here. You're not going to be able to sell there. For us, we can't take a credit card from a uh, gift from Discover Card. Uh, we can't get insurance from a particular insurance company anymore. Uh, for my pillow guy, he can't sell his pillows in this certain area. For a lot of people who do not have the vaccine passport, they're not going to be able to go into a restaurant in D.C. You can't go bowling unless you have it. Got to have that um, mark of the beast. You got to have that mark of the beast. Uh, so, Pastor, do you think this is kind of like evidence that we're inching closer to Revelations 13, 6 through 17? I definitely think this is a, a setup. It's a precursor. Um, you know, some people might say that it is the mark of the beast. I don't believe so. You know, that verse that you referenced, that's taken place during the, the tribulation period. Obviously, we're not going to go into that at this moment. But I would say is that the people that are going to be here during that time that you mentioned in Revelation 13, they're going to be so conditioned by what's going on at this current time that it's going to be so easy for the beast to get these people to worship him, to condone and, and give in to, you know, his system and what he's trying to do, because you have people who are just so under control right now, right? They're, they're being conditioned and they're being programmed and, you know, they're wearing a mask for the sake of um, being told I have to wear the mask. They're getting, you know, however many shots and the booster and all these things. So I definitely think that the people who are going to be here during that time, they're they're being prepped and prepared for Revelation 13. All right. So you agree with me that this is footsteps toward that. Certainly. That's yeah. what you're saying, right? Now, around this table, we have some people who are pre-trib, our rapture, which I, I guess you are. We have some people who are mid. I don't know who's mid. you got some people who don't believe in the rapture at all. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of listeners and viewers who are watching and listening in on us also uh, come from all three of those type of viewpoints based on the Bible. And some, and I think we should all be concerned because even if we rapture out of it, we're still going to have loved ones left behind who did not rapture out of it. And we don't want them to have to go through this horrible pain that is coming of not being able to buy or sell unless you have this mark of the beast. And I'm wondering, you know, in this community of uh, being a conservative for so many years, I've, I've been in the movement for over 40 years now, I've watched us conservatives wait until it's too late all the time before we actually get upset and we start to do anything and put our foot down and say, okay, that's enough. 
Because by the time we do it, it's already so far gone, so far past us, so entrenched. Really, all we can do is scream, shout, and holler. And here's one of the things that we're seeing going on right now, that we see the footsteps of this mark. And we know what it's going to look like because we're watching it happen and unfold before our eyes. Why don't we now do something about it so that people in America will have will maybe escape some of this pain? Uh, I was thinking, what if a law was passed in the United States? I read something like this. No government mandate can be issued denying American citizens the right to purchase, sell, receive benefits, or obtain employment if a citizen refuses to be subjected to a government-issued body mark, implant, permit, passport, ID, or authorizing document. You know, why? if we know it's coming, the Bible tells us we know it's coming, why don't we now prepare for that and stop it from happening in the United States? Are we just fatalistic saying, oh, well, it's going to happen, so, you know, what, you know. So, so your just, law is exempting people from needing a mark to do these things. Yes. Right. Yeah, the law says that our government cannot I impose the that. version of that. Yeah, and, and I know that uh, the the Democrats really shouldn't have any problem with it since they want illegals to be able to buy, sell, and move around fairly easily. But, I mean, how do they want them to vote so, <laughs> without ID? I like the idea. I think that we need to, you'd need to massage the language a little bit. I mean, people are going to need to have IDs to do things like vote and uh, or should have IDs to vote. And we need to have, have the way I read it is you can't be denied the right to purchase, sell, or receive benefits or attain employment. I didn't say anything about you know voting, um, uh, so they could be required for that. Um, but uh, yeah, again, you're right. It probably needs a lot of massaging. But the principle, the idea is there. That why not get ahead of the game for once for conservatives? It's definitely an interesting thought. I mean, it's being proactive. Yeah, it's it's trying to be ahead of the game. Do you know how much support would be out there right now for you know all, with all these vaccine pa- passports and the major cities of uh, where you can't go in and buy something because you don't have that passport that would agree, even if they weren't even thinking about Romans thirteen, they'd be like, "This is right." I'm tired of being told that I can't buy or sell something because I don't have a vaccine passport. Maybe we need to start a business, Marty. Of the business of uh, agents who will do that for people. Do what for people? <laughs> that will actually go in and buy their stuff for them if they're unvaccinated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, well, we really need to support these companies. You know, like uh, all these companies, all these people getting canceled. We need to get, get behind them if we support them, their ideologies, what they stand for, and just let them know, hey, we got your back. You know, companies, mm-hmm. corporations want to cancel you. But we stand behind you. And, and I jump think I- on the companies and corporations who are doing it. Right. Remember when uh, that uh, company, uh, the CEO of that company went to visit Trump? Uh, it was a, like a Mexican food company. Right. Yeah. And, 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 they're, and they, they started selling like, I mean, crazy just because he, he went to go visit with Trump. Yeah, what was it, the guy? It was um, called a boycott, right? You know, instead of a boycott, yeah. we're going to go do the boycott. We're right. going to just right. buy stuff from, from this company. I think there's a lot to be said for that, though. A lot of us to be said for people just jumping in and being heard and going to the websites of places like, you know, Mike Lindell's bank and writing them emails and getting your friends to do it, too, and just say, this is wrong what you're doing. You're trying to 
ostracize and shun somebody based on his political beliefs. And I'm a customer of yours, and I'm going to walk. You know, Martin, you've presented two really good ideas for legislation to be considered. And we're coming to a time when the federal government might be in a position to to do it. Uh, 2022, all indications are it's going to be a Republican landslide. And now might be the time to do it. Of course, they'd have to figure out a way to override a veto by the president, but the political landscape for both of those pieces of legislation might be very close to the horizon. Well, look, I want to hear from people who are watching and who are listening and uh, email us your thoughts. Really want to hear or see your thoughts. Uh, so you can do that by writing shout out patriots at christianaction.org. That's shout out patriots at christianaction.org and send us your thoughts. Maybe you have solutions that we haven't come up with. Maybe you have some stories to tell we have not heard of because Lord knows the media does not like to report on stories when conservatives are being debanked. They like to keep that buried and uh, out of the view of the public. They don't want to others to know that this is going on, but it is real. It is going on. It's very dangerous. And I think we need to address the situation and we need to do it before we run out of time. So I want to thank all of our guests today. Thank you for coming on. Hope to see you back here next week. And if you like our show, please subscribe to it. Let us know that uh, we have your love and your support and uh, we'll catch you in a week, provided there's no more big snowstorms coming our way. All right. Bye-bye now.